Hey, Generation Church, we welcome you and invite you to encounter Jesus with us. We believe that through him, we will encounter love and discover our purpose. So take a seat, lean in, and let this message fortify your faith. So, um, so I'm just going to now kind of jump in. I do have just about, well, not very long, that's for sure. Um, but I, I don't know about you, but something is, is happening in my heart more and more in, in appreciating the cross and knowing what the cross has done for us personally. The cross of Jesus Christ was one of the greatest historical events ever known to man. And the amazing thing about this event, the sacrifice of Christ, is it says in Hebrews, for by one offering he was perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Forever is a long time. And, and to know that this is one perfect event that's taken place, everything pertaining to man, our physical body, our spiritual life, our emotions, all that we know, all that we have, everything that we go through in life is centered on the cross. This is the answer to everything in your life. That's a real simple thing to say. But it pertains to every sphere of your life. The victory is found here. That's why Paul says, I glory in the cross. There's nothing else that I, I, I will not focus on, but the victory of the glorious cross and him crucified and resurrected. And so Paul's passion was, you know what? I can't get off this subject. I can't talk about anything better. I can't talk about anything that's going to bring more victory in your life than the cross. It was one act. And then that one act is perfected forevermore. So the entire human race, all the needs, all that we have, all come down to the cross and what it does for you. And the glorious thing about it is that the cross... All of the good things that Jesus deserved, he gave to us. And all the things that we deserved because of our sin, all of the punishment that we deserved, he took. And this is the most glorious exchange. He gave us all his good and he took all of our bad. That's a good deal. That's an incredible deal. And to realize that he did it out of love for us. So this is really the great exchange. But Romans 6, 6 says this. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. That is Christ. That the body of sin might be destroyed henceforth. And we should not serve sin. The, the event that takes place is that your old man was crucified with Christ. So the historical event that took place 2,000 years ago is actually a, a, a living reality right now in your life. And when it talks about the old man, what's important to understand 
is that that is the very nature of Adam that dwelled within you. When you were born in your flesh, you were born with the very nature of Adam. And that, that very nature is one that was condemned. That very nature was one that was fallen. That's the very nature that when Christ entered into you, the hope of glory, guess what happened? The old man died. The old man was crucified. So when we talk about the old man being destroyed, being removed, this is all centered on the very nature of Adam that's within you. That's what died. So the devil loses all claims on your life. When Christ entered into you, he has no more hold on you. So the very nature of Adam is what the old man is, and that's who died on the cross when Christ entered into your life. Do you understand that? So that is done forevermore. So the reality of your salvation is the finished work of the cross. That Adam, your old man, was crucified and was buried with him. But there's a situation that's going on that we have to understand that no longer are we a slave to this sin, this old man anymore. This, there's not a bondage or a connection to him anymore. We realize that this is broken. But there's another aspect that's going on that we have to understand. It's kind of a dilemma. Is because it makes us feel like, well, this thing isn't really working in my life because I'm still struggling with sin. Has anybody ever thought about that? Why do I still struggle with all of these, these lustful challenges, all of these things of my flesh, if this really worked? Well, we're talking about two things. The first one, the nature of your old man has died. So your position with Christ has been established forever with him, that you'll be with him forever. But the other re reality is that Romans 8.10 says this. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Modern technology. <laughs> so if Christ be in you, the body that is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So here's the, here's the new thing, that the Scripture says that we are to also, if Christ be in you, 8.10, the body is dead because of sin. So in that, what I want to explain to you now, Romans 6.6 6 says this, is that although the old man is, has been buried and is dead, now Galatians 5.24 says this, now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. So what we need to understand is, although the work of the cross is finished, there's now a responsibility on your part because what was not crucified was your flesh, your fleshly nature, those things that you struggle with, those things that you're dealing with. So now the responsibility of crucifying those areas in your life is now up to you. It doesn't negate the fact that your old man is dead, 
But the reality is now the nails you need to apply to areas in your own life that are of your fleshly desires and of your passions. So is there anybody that just struggles with getting frustrated real easily? It's very common. Or anybody ever struggle with jealousy? Or anybody ever struggle with man-pleasing, being a man-pleaser? Anybody ever struggle with irritability? You know, we think of all of the big sins like murder, and we think of all of the big things that, um, that are going on, but we don't think about the fleshly desires or the passions of the flesh. Has anybody struggled with being moody? It is now our responsibility to exercise. Paul says, for I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives within me. And the life I live in the flesh now, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and who died for me. So it is now our responsibility to take these passions and these, these desires that are of the flesh and daily, Paul says, I die daily. So the reality is, is that we cannot have an excuse. Well, this is just who I am. You know, I'm not a morning person. You know, I'm a slow waker, so just give me time, you know, as you're taking somebody's head off. The reality is that fleshly, moody areas of the flesh, you have, to, you have a responsibility to make sure that they're nailed to the cross daily. Paul says, I die daily. You're having to deal with these areas in your life, and this does not negate that your very nature has been um, given a new life. And the reality is, is that we have to step in and say no to fleshly desires and let it be nailed to the cross. So we have to engage with the Lord in seeing the victory of the cross in our lives. But the reality is this, is that the old man has died and the new man is now in you. And you know, I think there's always a misconception that the new man in Christ is that it's, your, it's yourself that's been refurbished and made anew. You know, it's kind of like you got a, a new uh, paint job or that, you know, you kind of look a little bit better or, or you're a little bit nicer. Your new person is not a new you. The new person that's dwelling inside of you now is Jesus. He's the new man. He's the new person dwelling within you. It is now Christ within you, the hope of glory. And this hope is what gives us an eternal hope because it's Christ was formed within you and made within you. And it's a, it's a living reality to know right now. As I'm looking at a lot of faces right here, there's Christ dwelling in all of you, which is the new man. 
Do we all, have you ever met somebody and, and you're like, I feel like I've known this person before. It's like, you know, you, you meet another Christian and you're like, you're like you, you feel like you, you've been friends forever. How is it you can meet somebody and it's like all of a sudden you have a connection with them? It's because Christ is within them and Christ is in you. You know, the scripture says in 1 John 1, 7, that if we walk in the light as he is the light, we have koinonia with one another. We have fellowship. The Greek word for fellowship is koinonia. So what is happening is that Jesus in me is witnessing to Jesus in you, and therefore we have koinonia. We have fellowship. See, the world doesn't know how to do fellowship. They just know how to chip and dip, you know. Hey, let's get together. Let's get together over a football game. You know, that's fellowship. See, they can't have koinonia. Only Christians can have koinonia because it's Jesus within you ministering to Jesus within me. So the reality is, is that we have Christ within us now, the hope of glory. That is the new man. Jesus dwells inside of you, lives inside of you. Every decision you make, everything you do, anything you're doing in life, Jesus is watching. He's there. He's leading. He's guiding. He's filling you. He's loving you. He's showing you the good things that he has for you. So why is this so important, the reality of Christ within you now, the hope of glory? I want us to look at Romans 8 real quick. But in all these things, Romans 8, 37, but in all these things, we are overwhelmingly conquer. We overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. So in every situation that you're going through, you got to realize the victorious one, the one that paid the price, defeated death, hell, and grave through the finished work of the cross is now dwelling within you. The victory of Christ is within you, and Jesus is the victory. So what that means is this. Some of you are struggling and are going through things in life right now, and, and you're almost like, I, I just can't even bear it anymore. You're perplexed why you cannot see uh, the victory in an area in your life. And the reality is this. The victory has already been won in every situation that you're in. You've got to understand is that when, when Jesus stands up on the inside of you and declares it's finished, that means that, that the finished work of the cross stands as a witness for you that nothing is going to defeat you. Nothing is going to overwhelm you. Nothing is going to drag you under. Nothing is going to be so perplexing that you can't work through with Jesus inside of you. So the reality is this. I am so grateful because 
Has anybody had any struggles you didn't know if you were ever going to make it through? So in that, as you're going through the struggle, you need to remind yourself that there's one that's dwelling within you that can stand up. You know when Jesus stood up in the boat and he said, peace, be still. Guess what? There was peace. The storm stopped. When Christ, the victorious one, rises up within you and speaks to your situations, all of a sudden, they can shift on a dime. Because the victory of the Lord is permeating out through your life, and therefore you're more than conquerors. Isn't it wonderful to know that every situation that you're in right now, you are more than a conqueror? You are not going to go under. You're going to go over. You're not going to be perplexed to the point of just despair. You're going to rise up in hope in knowing that the hope of glory is well dwelling with, on the inside of you. I just want you to know that it's simply to call upon the name of the Lord in every situation that you're going through. Say, you know what, Jesus? I am so fried right now because of what I'm going through. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to make it. And would you just take over? Would you rise up within me now? And I'm embracing this glorious victory that you've won for me. And I'm going to see the victory of the cross in my own personal life right now. And therefore, we have hope. We have hope. We have hope right now with all that's going around us, with all that's going on in Israel, we have hope dwelling on the inside of us. It's all going to work together for good. You know, I, I remember there was a time in which I was going through, a, you know, just a, a challenging thing with, with the family and with situations. And I had a, an old friend of mine, a real father in the faith, and he looked at me just with love in his eyes and he said, Sam, I just want you to know something. It's all going to be okay because Christ is within you, the hope of glory. It's all going to work out. You know, sometimes we just need to know that in all of our situations that we're going through, there is a solution and there is a way out. And I just love the fact that I just was reading a testimony of a, of a man who was um, part of ISIS. And, um, and he was sitting there, and he, was just, he said he was just sitting there in his chair. And all of a sudden, he felt a tap on his shoulder. And the Lord came to him and said, I forgive you. I forgive you. And then all of a sudden, this man, he said, how can it be? How can this be? I know that Allah is is merciful and kind and forgiving. How can this be? He says, I forgive you. And he starts weeping and crying. And then all of a sudden, the man says, who is this? And he says, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And he said he just fell on his face, prostrate, and just was weeping and crying. I mean, this guy was just, tears were just coming down. He used to be a part of ISIS. Obviously, you guys know who they are. And in that, he had done a lot of things. But Jesus came up and said, I forgive you. 
and his heart was just transformed on the inside. So although he thought things were coming apart in his life, Jesus was just putting them all back together and was giving him hope for the future that he has. So I want to encourage you because I, I felt in my heart that there are some of you that are really going through some very difficult situations. And we need to have hope in knowing that the victory that's been won for us really does work. And it's going to be applied in our lives. And we're going to see good things ahead. And so I bless you with good news. It is Christ within you, the hope of glory. It is Christ within you, the hope of glory. That is good news, church. And I want you just to to rise up in your spirit, man. Speak to yourself, just like, you know, David at times said, Why be downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. Some of you need to speak to your heart and say, Come on, put your hope in Christ, and let's see the victory. So let's all stand, because I uh, went just a little longer. But I, um, I just want you all to know that this church, I absolutely love this church, and I'm, I'm so grateful for the work that he's done in, in this church over the years you know it's been over 20 years now that I've been standing up here looking at Jim Carroll. <laughs> and he's a good old guy, I'll tell you. But the reality is, is that I've seen so many victories won here. I've seen so many things happen in people's lives where God has turned things around on a dime. And so I want to encourage you all that the best days are ahead for this church. So, Father, I pray you would just bless each and every one. Lord, I'm asking today that supernaturally that, God, you would would strengthen everyone's heart. Lord, I thank you that according to your riches and glory, that each and every one be strengthened with power through your spirit in their inner man so that Christ may dwell in their hearts through faith. I'm asking, Lord, that the reality of Christ within us would be a reality that would be experienced by everyone because of the faith of the finished work of the cross. And I thank you, Jesus. It's Christ within us. And, Lord, I pray this day that everyone here be rooted and grounded in love. And I thank you and I praise you, Lord Jesus. For you're doing a perfect work that's going to last forever. And we thank you and we praise you for that in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen.